This episode of Scream Queens is dedicated to the memory of Dick Miller, the brilliant character actor who we lost earlier in the month, and also in memory of William Esper, of the William Esper Acting Studio. Dick, thank you for a lifetime of brilliant, joyful performances dedicated to the genre. And Bill, thank you for teaching me to have the courage to be myself. Thank you for teaching me that being myself was the most interesting thing I could be, warts and all. I wouldn't be the person I am without you. This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified. Unique. Voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Hello again, my beautiful streamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 254, and tonight, February marches on, and as you well know, February is Women in Horror Month. We heated things up last time with American Mary, and this time we're cooling off with a little dip into the water, because we are going to be swimming with the mermaids. But don't get comfortable because these ain't your cutesy poo Ariel mermaids. No, they're going to drink your blood and rip out your heart because we are going to Warsaw, Poland to visit with the lovely ladies of the lure. So before we go any further, please allow me to introduce myself. For those of you who are new to the show, my name is Patrick Walsh. And twice a month, every month, I am your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But... You're going to have to see them through my very, very, very gay little eyes. What could that possibly mean? I don't know, but you're going to find out. Moo-hoo-ha. Moo-hoo-ha-ha-ha. So what's been going on with Scream Queen headquarters this break? Well, all kinds of stuff. None of it great. I'm not going to dwell on too much, but my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. So much has been going on. Smoochie's fine. Smoochie's been doing great. Smoochie's actually lost two pounds, so hooray for her. Smoochie the cat is doing well, so that's your Smoochie watch. Catch up for now. In non-horror-related but super gay-related stuff, I've got to go to the theater. I got to go see a Broadway show, and the Broadway show I got to see was The Prom. And if you are an LGBT affiliate in any way whatsoever, which I'm sure you are because you're here, get your ass to The Prom. Either see it here in New York or see the touring company that's going around. It is a delight. Uh, I don't know if you guys paid attention to the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but they caused quite a ruckus by being the first girl-on-girl kiss because it is the story. Well, it's this girl in Indiana who invites another girl to her prom. And the town freaks out, shuts down the prom, and these really bored, out-of-work Broadway actors decide to take up the cause and not make it about them whatsoever. And it's just very funny. It's very, very funny. It's very sweet. It's just on the nose for what you need right now in a positive spin. It just was a delight. Do not miss it. If you can, if you can't, if you can, if you could see it go is what I'm trying to say. I'm babbling. My goodness, I'm out of practice at this. Lordy, lordy. I realize now that some of you don't, may not realize what happened here at Scream Queen's headquarters here this month like first of all you know frank and mary i got hit with this wall of depression and whatever the bad thing happened i got depressed things were bad and as i was climbing my way out of it i'm tinkering on the wordpress page the wordpress site for the show and i'm doing this optimization thing that you're supposed to do to make sure everything's working right and i did something wrong 
Yeah, and I wound up locking myself out of the site completely. So I was unable to post anything. I couldn't even put anything up to say, hey, I'm sorry, I screwed up, right? So that'll happen. That'll happen with American Mary. So that was late. And so now here we are with the lure and something bad happened here as well. Like I had guests Alyssa Simon and Jess Gotta here to talk about the movie for uh, they're from the Moosehead Over the Mantle movie, which is released, which is fantastic. Go see it if you can. Uh, it's available on VOD and, 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 and all, all the formats. <laughs> and I was just off. I was not the captain of the ship, and the ship sank. The session was pretty much... It was going okay, and at one point, my I somehow managed to knock my monitor off my desk and from that point on everything was a complete shit show and what came out was pretty much unusable and that is my fault that is my fault it had nothing to do with my guests and just with their busy schedules i had to scramble so now we get maya murphy who is also fabulous and you know, who's just as fabulous if not more fabulous everybody's fabulous but just know jess and and Alyssa, it was not you it was me it's my fault but we're here, and we're here to fix it. But what else has been going on? Okay, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently. I, I don't know. I can't really focus on movies very much for some reason, which is terrible since I'm a movie podcast. But I really have to nail myself down to do this. But since it's Women in Horror Month, I have some Women in Horror podcasting that I would like to point out to you. So the first is a move, uh, a podcast called The Horror Movie Survival Guide. And this is hosted by Julia and Terry. And I fell in love with this show almost immediately. They are lifelong horror fans and they are going like, I guess one by one through the catalog of their 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 carefully notated movies that they got from their VHS store back in college. They're going to one at a time. I love their their views on things. It's fresh, they're funny, they're insightful. I really enjoy these two lady podcasters and I hate to call them lady podcasters, but it's women in horror month. You know, what are we going to do? But you know, if you want some women in horror that are working in the podcasting industry, these two are great places to start. I mean, they made, they were able to tie the book Les Miserables in with the movie Chud. And I said, Oh my God, I have always noticed that. And I never had the courage to say it out loud, but they did. They did. So hats off to Julia and Terry. They have a fabulous show and I Love it. And the other one is a show. It's not for everyone. Because it is hosted by Stacy Ponder. Now, most of you don't know who Stacy Ponder is, but I'll tell you this. You are either a person who gets Stacy Ponder or you are an asshole. Stacey Ponder has a very unique sense of humor that you either get or you're an asshole. It's very simple. It's very simple. So you will know within five seconds if the show is for you or not. But I, for one, love Stacey Ponder. I've loved her from afar for a long time. And now that she's in my ear holes all the time, I am so happy. And the show that I'm talking about is called The Gay Lords of Darkness. So if you want to les out with with Stacy and her friends you're going to have a great time but the thing is i was like oh my gosh there's a co-host for this show oh my gosh she has a co-host who are you going to get to pair with the one and only inimitable Stacy Ponder it's this guy it's this guy Anthony Hudson oh my Anthony Hudson who invited her who the fuck invited her to the Stacy 
ponder party because whoever invited her to be on this podcast deserves all the blowjobs because these two are the perfect pairing. I don't know how you're able to pair with Stacey Ponder, but you do. The show technically is terrible. They can't stay on topic. All they want to do is talk about Suspiria, but yet I love it. I love it. They say it themselves, our show's terrible. I said, yes, it is, but it's brilliant because it's terrible. You don't understand. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Gay Lords of Darkness, they have great guests with intelligent conversations mixed in with all the bananas bullshit that you expect from Stacey Ponder, which either you get or you're an asshole. So you have to find out right now. Listen to five minutes of the show and you will know whether or not you're an asshole or not. (laughs) But you're listening to this show, so you can't be that big an asshole. Am I right? Of course I'm right. So I mentioned I'm having trouble watching movies, and it's not that I'm having trouble. Like when I, when I, there's points where I get depressed and I don't want to watch anything. No, it's not that I can't find anything. Like everything I'm stumbling across is like all these movies that are coming up on Netflix are just like basic, basic, boring bullshit. Don't knock twice. He's out there. Like they're so boring, I can't even comment on them. That's how boring they are. There's just so nothing special about them. They're not good but they're not bad enough for me to rip into either and either make make a choice be one or the other you know give me something to sink my fangs into and then gnash about a bit gnash 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 but no they won't do that either that or it's some other you know long ass series and i am not in the mood to settle down for a series sometimes i just want to put on a movie that i'm probably going to fall asleep half an hour into and i'll pick up again tomorrow that's really all i want right now and i'm not finding them and it's really annoying but patrick what about the mainstream movies that just came out in the theater like the prodigy and happy death day to you well yes i did get to see those but the thing is i made a pact with my patreon subscribers that i'm only going to talk about them there over on Patreon. Yes, that's one of my one of the things that you get when you become a Patreon subscriber. You get to find out whether or not you should be spending your money on the big screen things. And, well, my opinion anyway. Because apparently my opinion this time on one of those movies was 100% wrong. Maybe I was in a bad mood that day. Maybe I've been in a bad mood all month. Who knows? Who knows? But, hey, but if you're interested in what goes on over there, by all means, head on over to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens and subscribe. Become a patron. Become one of the cool kids. If you're a super fan of the show, you're only going to get more. And actually, there's even more and more coming down the pikes in the next few months. Some of it I've been uh, hinting towards. Some of it is had to be put on the back burner for a bit. But believe me, more stuff is coming. Keep your eye on the Patreon spot for cool things to come. And I think that's about all I've got for the prologue of this show. So it is time for us to put on our swimsuits and bring on Maya Murphy and go take a dip with the ladies of The Lure. I'd play a trailer, but it's all in Polish. And you know what? I'm going to play it anyway because I feel like it. Ha! Właściwie to są dzieci mojej dobrej znajomej. Będą robiły u nas chórki i striptizy. Musicie się tylko dobrze bawić, reszta pójdzie sama. Dobry wieczór bardzo szanownemu państwu. Przed państwem córki dancingu. Dwóch świerenek. Chciałam pokazać się z najlepszej strony. Zmienić coś, zmienić. 
So joining me on this little voyage deep beneath the ocean waves is a woman I am thrilled to have back on the show. You'll remember her from the Teenagers from Outer Space episode. She was hilarious and smart and awesome. If you're on the New York theater scene, you'll already know her and love her. And if you're a superhero or a comic book fan of any kind, you are going to want to get to know her because this gal knows her stuff and she knows her stuff so well, she's actually a supervillain. Yeah, she really is. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have her back on Scream Queens. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Miss Maya Murphy. Hello, it is good to be here. Hi, Maya. Welcome back to Scream Queens. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited to have you back. Aw. And thank you for stepping in at the last minute, too. You're a lifesaver. Oh, you know, I try. And you need lifesavers when there are killer mermaids around. I mean, is a lifesaver really going to help you at that point? Like, just oh, having something no. that floats versus like a natural swimming creature with the pointy teeth and everything, I don't know if that's enough. I don't know. I don't know. So the movie that we are talking about is a movie, well, it was released in Poland, in, in Europe in 2015, hit the States in 2017, and it is called The Lure. Maya Murphy, since you're the guest, could you give me, like, a nice, tight back-of-the-DVD cover plot summary of the lure the clock starts now oh i should have planned ahead i knew you play this game uh i'm gonna say two murderous mermaids come ashore in poland madness ensues hmm? i'll no? accept uh, it i'll accept it i'll accept no actually it's fine because there's so much going on here it's kind of hard to encapsulate there's a lot there's several different threads going through the plot but the the movie makes an effort to tie each of them up so like i'm not even mad no not at all not at all i mean i i mean uh, <laughs> my other guests summed it up nicely one of them said two mermaids walk into a bar dot 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 i'm like yep that's pretty much it. <laughs> i'm not sure that's a bar primarily i think we'll the get into that. that they end up in is a more specific show we'll say. get into that we'll get into that and the other one said mermaid rum spring are gone wrong <laughs> I don't think it's Rumspringa. I think this is the first time that one of them had feelings, but I don't think it's a Rumspringa. I think they've yes. eaten plenty of people. So what's going on here is we have a tale of two mermaid sisters. Uh, see what I did there? Oh, we'll get into oh. their tales. We're going to get into their tales for sure. <laughs> uh, of two mermaid sisters who are, well, they're, uh, for reasons we'll get into, they <laughs> leave the water and start working in a nightclub slash cabaret in Warsaw, Poland, and they almost instantly become this musical sensation. Except the thing is, they're not the cutesy little aerial mermaids. No, they're the bloodthirsty kind. Oh, the much more fun kind. Yay. Yeah, yeah, and girls got to eat. Girls got to eat. Girls got to eat. Girls got to fall in love. Girls got to grow up. All these girls things have to happen. Girls got to fall in love, and that is one of the things we're going to explore. Mm. Yes, and now when I first recorded this, I kind of dismissed it. I mean, I was kind of taking it as a jokey thing. So I'm like, oh, it's Mermaids, uh, and it's a musical. Oh, yeah, by the way, everybody, it's a full-on musical. It's a musical. And a damn good one, I might say as well. Yes. I kind of dismissed it as a retelling of the traditional, original Hans Christian Andersen story of The Little Mermaid. There are bits of that. Which it's there. It is there because that, that original story is gruesome. Yes, it is. It and is. brutal it is and sad and tragic. Fairy tale. Disney totally made, changed the moral of the story of The Little Mermaid. The, the point of the story of The Little Mermaid is listen to your parents, don't go off the reservation, love is not worth it. Mm -hmm. But right off the bat, I love the opening sequence of this. 
Oh, I love how they they guide us in gently to it being a musical by giving us an organic setting for music. Like, you've all seen the white guy on the beach with the bonfire singing with his acoustic guitar. We have all Uh seen that. Uh huh. And what I think is even cool before that, like even the opening credits. Oh, sorry, sorry. You're right. You're right. You go. No, the opening credits. We're getting paintings of mermaids and stuff, and we're hearing somebody singing. But I thought there was something wrong with my sound. Oh. It's so soft. Yeah. And muddled. I'm like, why is it so soft and muddled? And then as it's going on, I'm like, far away. I'm like, oh, they're hearing it. It's the side. The mermaids are hearing this from underwater. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is what's calling them the shore. And what's happening is there's a family of performers from the nightclub that we're going to wind up in who are having a night off on the beach of the river. You know, they're drinking, they're singing, they're eating, dancing, they're having, dancing yeah. having a lovely time. But it's attracted these two mermaid sisters, Golden and Silver. And they're just watching. And it's first, for, it's first, it's first Silver, who's the blonde of the two, and she's just so wayfish and innocent looking. Wait, can we, can we talk about that? Why Please. would you name the blonde Silver? You're I just had, trying to confuse me, movie. Why would you do that? I'm going to say it's something lost in translation. Okay, okay. Because the movie is in Polish. And there were some points Polish. I'm going that, yeah, some, there were some points I'm going, I don't think you really meant to say that, but we'll just go with it. <laughs> fair does, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, so they're watching and so they do what mermaids do. They start singing. They start singing, but it's definitely a, a siren song. And though I don't speak Polish, it sounded like the word they were using in Polish was sirena. So we're, we already know there's uh, sirens and seduction and bad things going on on the part of the mermaid's intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, even their song is saying, bring us to shore. We promise we won't eat you. Yeah, we, we promise won't nothing eat you, bad will happen. You, won't eat you, won't We're lying, we're lying. But yeah, so we got this dynamic, but what I love at first, it's just the one, it's Silver, the blonde, who's the more innocent looking of the two and the yes. more innocent of the two, period. She's the more girly girl. Yep. Traditional girly girl. But then in the midst of this, her sister pops up, the brunette. And the second she pops up, I went, oh shit, she's gonna be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both trouble in their own ways. Oh, they are, but I thought like she was gonna be like the evil one. They're both evil. They eat people. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, there's what I think is kind of impressive about this is that ultimately there's no judgment call on them. They're just what they are. Yes, I do enjoy that. And the thing is, in this world that we've constructed, okay, we're going to talk about the making of the film because this is what changed a lot of my dynamic for it was that the woman who directed it and the women who wrote the music, they got together and started talking about ideas for a movie. The thing they had in common was they were all raised, the, the, these, these three women were all raised by parents who owned a topless music cabaret. Oh, how strange. And they wanted to write a movie about that, about growing up in the 80s in communist Poland. topless Poland's. cabaret. How yeah. strange, okay. Because, and they talked about what a magical world it was because you know, you had all these performers, so there was all this glamour and glitz and then backstage there was all this drama and pain and suffering and emotion and addiction and all the bad stuff. And then at home, it was just boring. Yeah, okay. And they wanted to make a movie about that. And then they were like, oh, we'll make it about the, the songwriters, you two songwriters. And one of them was like, no. And eventually it became about mermaids. So huh. in addition to being a love letter to this world that they grew up in, it's also one of my other guests pointed out when things start getting going and you start to see other parts of Poland in the 80s, like for a communist country, everything's really, really kind of happy and shiny. 
<laughs> well, I mean, not knowing the background of the creatives, I was surprised at how well they handled the nightclub. I was expecting a, oh, we're going to do a gritty, sleazy nightclub and there's tits and there's violence, the way that American movies tend to do it. Right, because it's not that. It's more your traditional European cabaret that, yes, breasts might be involved, but it's a higher class thing. It's more, it's not sleazy at all. It was a perfectly respectable thing to do at night. Yeah, it was, I, I was fascinated by that, but please continue. Yeah, um, um, and where was I going with this? I don't remember. I'm sorry, that, I ruined it. No, uh, it's okay. The, you know, the people just... who wrote it grew up in that environment. Yeah, oh yeah, but they said, yeah, but we didn't know that about our country growing up. All we saw was like, we wanted to be in, we wanted to be in the nightclub at night because it was the glitziest, glamorous thing ever. And like, I, we wanted to be grown up. So that's, so we have double fairy tales going on here. Huh, okay, cool. We have a fairy tale Poland and a fairy tale story of these sisters, which is, I guess, why everyone is really accepting of the existence of mermaids. Well, I also think it adds another layer to the impressiveness of the fairy tale. Like, many people are familiar with the nightclub, and we've already seen the media that deals with it. This is the glitzy side, this is the gritty side. So elevating it a level further to a magical thing no one has seen before allows us all to be taken in by that. Yeah, yeah, and we are really quite quickly because it's that, that family that we mentioned earlier that were on the beach getting seduced by the mermaids don't get eaten. The men are immediately seduced. They're, they're dropping their bottles and the musical instruments start oh, walking towards them. reaching out. <laughs> it's so great that you won't eat me. I will help you. Yes, yes, come, yes, come be yes, beautiful topless woman. I will absolutely bring you to shore. But the mother screams and the dynamic changes. We don't know exactly what happened, but all of a sudden they're at the nightclub. Yes. There was a longer scene that they cut, which really, I'm glad they cut. It was just very long and boring about the mechanics of how they got there. Basically, the, the, I don't really, Silver fell in love at first sight. Yeah, but like, I think without that scene, I still got that. You can, it's, the actress is excellent. You can see it written on her face. Yeah. I, I don't think I missed anything, not doing a, all right, well, how are we gonna get these, you know, naked women in a car and go to a, I don't, I don't but, think I missed anything. Which I think is great because the transition is fabulous. Going from the mother screaming into that, that, sexy bass line as it transitions to the club. Yes. <laughs> yes, we're going immediately into glitzy disco, and that's kind of where we stay for the rest of the movie, which is a fantastic transition and an incredible tracking shot through the club. Yes, the tracking shot through the club where we learn the economy of what's going on there. And then we can meet the, the nightclub owner and go, oh, and he's like, right, cool, magic topless girls. I'm up for that. Yeah, and the thing that was striking me, I'm like, man, when I first watched this, I was kind of laughing. I was going, everybody really loves their job. Yeah. nightclub Because everybody that you contact with in this very long tracking shot is dancing. Everyone's dancing. The people in the kitchen aren't yelling and having worked in quite a few restaurants, I can tell you that is not how it is where I've It never I've happens. If the waiters are walking in time and shit, like everything yeah. is choreographed. <laughs> and initially I was like, oh, maybe it's because there are mermaids in the building that are forcing the story to be a musical. No, I think, I think we're just happy to be there. And I think the musical elements are already there because we have that opening sequence with uh, our nightclub singer lady. But then again, that documentary answered that question like that's how we saw the club cool as kids. that we cool. just saw everybody always having a good time all the time oh that's so great yeah and what i love is a dancer in this 
and this is just me being silly. There's, there's, we fo- kind of get a little focused on one dancer. She's all by herself. And she's doing all these like 80s body rolls and stuff. Oh, the banana like, song? Oh, no, no, no. no, no the no, dancer no. in the orange jumpsuit doing the body rolls, just living her best life. And, but she, and she's all by herself on this solo dance floor. And she's not a performer. I'm going, Mom, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely it communicates the vibe of the club. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't need a partner. You, you, you're going to have a great time no matter where you are. Except the one thing that's different on this night, making it different than all other nights, is there's a funny smell in the building. Oh, yeah. Keeps going, why does it smell? Do you smell? And everyone keeps being like, I don't know. Not me. <laughs> Not me, exactly. And he finally lures him backstage where, okay, the, there's the, three, the family of three performers, I don't know anybody's names. No, no. It, it's a uh, singer lady. Yeah, it's the mom, singer lady, singer lady, the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the singer lady, the drummer guy, and the bass player who oh, is. drummer. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he's the drummer with the rat tail. You're right, you're right. That meticulously, <laughs> meticulously tended to rat tail that keeps changing sizes. It's like, <laughs> okay, continuity is hard. Anything shooting a budget. I'm oh, not no, see, no, I didn't, no, no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean that. I'm just like, oh man, he's got it fluffed up tonight. It's a special. <laughs> Like, I'm not performing tonight. I'm right now, so it's all just, like, tied up because it's got to be, like, all rested and stuff for the show. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, honey, no. No, honey, no. The mother is like, uh, yeah, these two. Um, they're my friends. Oh, yeah, they're, they're my friends' kids, and they're staying with me for normal reasons. Uh-huh, and it totally has a tone of, I know I'm lying. I know you know I'm lying. This is the story we're going with. Trust me. Yeah, no one, no one complains. It's just like, yeah, okay, friends, kids, whatever. And mm. the bar owner's like, uh, no. <laughs> no, because this is an adult establishment with adult entertainment. We have a liquor license. These two are clearly underage. And the mother's like, hold my beer. Or rather, dump out a little of my water. Yeah, dump out a little of my water. Dump out a little of my water. Just you wait. Yeah. Because, ba-boom, we have full... Mermaids. Oh, actually, before that, though, they make the girls strip. Yeah. They're like, you the have part? to see something first. You have to see. Oh, 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 yes. The, uh, the, the Barbie crotch. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have parts. They don't have buttholes. They don't have vaginas or vulvas or pubic hair. They just have little Barbie crotches. Right, which is interesting because it ties into the last movie that I covered, uh, American Mary, because that was a big, sell- a big plot point. Oh, I, well, I, I'm not familiar. Yeah, well, it's about body modification. And okay. one of her clients says, like, I just want you to take my parts. Nobody sexualizes a doll. A doll can feel free and not ashamed or oh, sexualized. So I just want you, I want you to take my nipples and sew this up. And yeah, and I was like, yeah, exactly. That's what I said. It's like, who did this to your girl? So to see this echoed here again. So now all of a sudden it's okay because they don't have vaginas. But I, I think there's... Also, like, a small comfort in that, like, especially watching two young women be dragged into a nightclub that I'm not 100% sold on yet, and then an older man staring at them. I'm just like, oh, no, please don't rape the teenagers. Please don't rape the teenagers. And it's kind of like, ha-ha, now you can't, sucker. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. And also this uncomfortable thing about, you know, discussing, you know, young women like meat. Oh, yeah. In front of them while they giggle about it. Because they, they're not ashamed. They're not ashamed, but I feel like they're also giggling because they're like, we could eat you if we wanted. Exactly. It's that power struggle. <laughs> like, you guys are such assholes. Like, we don't really know what's going on. It's kind of funny. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, oh and, and one of the sisters, I think it's Golden S. Silver. Hey, do you want to hang here for a little while before we go to America? Like, it's obvious that this isn't their long-term plan. Right, right. They want to go to America, going to America. And she's like, okay, you can stay. And then he sh the, uh, the drummer shoes everybody else out. Okay, everybody else out. I got to show you something. Then he throws water on them. Oh, yes. And I, I love that we didn't get any hokey effects for the tail. The tails look... Like they are a long serpenty fish, not a lady wearing a latex thing at Coney Island. They're revolting. Oh, they're icky. And it's like, well, that's where the smell's coming from, guys. Right, they're, they're icky. They're too long. And like they said in the, in the documentary, like we wanted to make it as non-romantic as possible. So not only does it not have scales, so it's not even a fish, it's got spikes. We wanted it to be more like dragons. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but then can we talk about the like weird fish vagina moment where he's the like, look at this little hole on the tail. Yeah, they do. They do have some parts, but I'm guessing since they're cold blooded, they probably lay eggs through that. Oh, like that episode of Futurama. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they discover they do have some kind of hole to fuck if we really want to. Again, fingering it while the girls are like. <laughs> that was icky. That was icky. Uh, and then. Oh, and, and then the drummer left the nightclub owner alone with them, and then they pass out and get their legs back. Yeah, He's like, yeah. I only put water on them, and it's like, you did something. Yeah, they did something. I don't know so what it is, but you did something. I figure he threw alcohol on them by mistake or something and dried them. But yeah, because we have to see that they're, they're vulnerable as well, and one of the things they're vulnerable to is drying out. Yeah, okay. Okay, I buy that. And they save them by throwing them in a pool. Yes, they do. This and then great, This great creepy-ass pool. Polish communist pool. <laughs> oh, right. Like everyone has access to an Olympic pool in case of an emergency. And we don't have chlorine because chlorine is for Americans. <laughs> cool, cool. I, hmm, I don't know if I have a Polish accent. I have a Russian accent. I don't want to lump the two together because that was my bad. Russian and we're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. And then when we have the mermaids underwater, then there's like sexy, dangerous, shared glances. Is that the first time we get the like whale sound telepathy? No, we get that almost immediately. Well, no, with the telepathy thing, the thing is these girls do have their powers. Right. Which is neat. Aside from being able to change body forms and have gigantic fangs that come in and out. Yeah. They can communicate almost telepathically. I mean, I think it's like, I think it's more hypersonic. Noises. Yeah, hypersonic is, is a fine scientific explanation for that. And I, they were so good with the audio editing this movie across the board. Yeah. But the girls are very expressive with their telepathic facial expressions. I'm, uh, this is a bad sentence structure. The, um, the girls are very expressive in the timing of the I'm thinking this sentence. Now I'm thinking this sentence. But there's yeah. also these like marine sounds going like uh -huh. while they're talking to each other yeah and there are other people around and i think yeah. that's it's cute too and it's kind of i love because it's playful yeah initially when they're doing it i'm like it's such a girly thing we're gonna have the secret we have our little oh, secrets exactly the teenage girl secret and they're talking about the boys like yes. so is it are you gonna eat him? Love him. he's a human would you eat him yeah <laughs> And it's kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because the whole this whole movie hinges on these two sisters, and their relationship is fabulous. I love it because like, there's the one you get the impression. I get the impression that this is not the first time that Sil Golden has had to protect Silver in this kind of scenario. I feel no, like no, not at all. She is watching out for the don't fall in love. We've talked she's about a, this. She's the one who's always falling in love. And I'm the one who always has to clean up the mess. Yes. 
She's all business, the brunette, and I love her. She's my favorite of the two. Oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, well, they get they, they they start performing in the club, but of course, it's an immediate hit sensation. Wait, important detail: they start performing as backup singers to the uh, to the mom of the band. Right. They, right. They start uh, out as what, backup singers, and wait, then, then called? Have a place what to go. Oh, they have a terrible name. Oh, figs and dates. Oh, that's awful. Awful. But now it's figs and dates with the lure. With the lure. Because uh, now we have this great gimmick. We not only have beautiful girls to be topless dancers for us who can sing, but they also could turn into mermaids at the end of the act. And I love that their backup outfits are these like flight stewardess outfits. And then they take them off to be like, surprise, we're naked. And then it's surprise, we're mermaids in this giant martini glass on stage. Oh God, those fucking martini glass tubs. My God, so 70s. Like you and uh, Dita Von Teese, like damn. Like, no, I mean, you'd go to, you can go right down the block to the Q Motor Inn and just get one now, I'm sure. Or like the beautiful <laughs> Mount Airy Lodge or Penn Hills for Lovers Only, those terrible places they used to advertise on TV all the time. Come are exotic. Oh, wow. Champagne baths. No, not enough chlorine in the world. All the chlorine that was in that communist pool is it should be in those champagne tubs. There are uh, life-size herpes living in there. Life-size herpes. Wow. Yeah. So uh, they perform in their great big hit as backup singers, and it all goes very well. As they would be. I said, this makes total sense. Of course mermaids are going to be an instant musical sensation. This is what they do. The music they're, is they're sirens. They're sirens with a siren song. So I, I don't even think it's necessarily about the quality of their singing. It's that their no. singing is also magic. Exactly, and that uh, that effect seems to happen a lot. Like people's reactions are way too big. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And they use all these different cinematic effects, showing off the reaction of the audiences each time. To the fact that even like, actually, we jumped a bit before Sorry. they have their big debut. They have a shopping spree, and nothing makes me happier. And oh, an completely... old-fashioned makeover song, so uh, musical theater. I love it. Exactly, nothing makes me happier in a movie than a completely unnecessary montage or a fully choreographed musical number, and we get both. We get both, and it's in a mall. It's so good. And it's like everybody that they come into contact with is bananas <laughs> that they're here. They're so, so excited and here. Have you seen these shoes? Have you tried this product? They're like, hooray, things complete us. But meanwhile, the shoes, the shoes salesman is like doing backflips and shit. It's this incredibly over-the-top choreographed number that would not be happening if they were not mermaids. It was excellent. I was I was there for all of it. Um, I just love it. I kind of picture people getting like three blocks away and being like, that was weird. That was weird. Did they all rehearse <laughs> for that? Like, what is going on? I'm also picturing the two mermaids as drag queens every now and then. Oh, of course you are. Of course I am, because I'm picturing them like, oh my God, I, I just think I should hang out in this dump. <laughs> Scales oh. are like natural glitter. Come on. Uh, should we hang out in this dump a while before we swim to America? Oh my God, we can't swim to America. And third, third mermaid comes in and is like, oh, I just swam in from America, and boy, are my fins tired. Oh, Lord. I know I'll go home, but even in that musical number, people like, oh my God, did you see those little girls there in the back? Oh my God, they were so cute. I want to eat all of them. <laughs> I just 
just want to rip the hearts out of every fucking one of it. You're so adorable. <laughs> so adorable, but also so tasty. Uh-huh. So that happens. They have their big debut night. There's that gross thing that the club owner does to them before they go on. Oh, yeah, where he, like, gooses them each, he dry, hump, he, dry, he dry humps each performer before they go on stage. But only once. Only one hump. <laughs> yeah, it's one hump. So you see it three times, and then Golden's like, no. Golden's <laughs> don't like, touch. don't touch me. I love that. Don't touch me. <laughs> She's like, I have been on land for 20 minutes, and I am not putting up with your bullshit. I am no. already over the behavior of men. Do not touch me. Yeah, because the thing is, even though they're having this success, like, almost immediately – uh, Golden has this homesick song. Like she's just staring at this tacky ass, you know, animated picture of the sea that's hanging over the toilets. Oh, yeah. And she's actually looking in the toilet like, uh-huh, water. She has to go oh, take a bath water. about it. But I don't think it's just a homesick song. I think it's also her sister's attentions are focused on the teenage boy with the scraggly hair. Yeah. And and this is her main relationship. So she's lonely and homesick. And we also get this really cool, that's the only time we break the fourth wall. She ends the song singing to the camera. And she goes, this is my song for you to cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah. we're, we've bookended the reason she can look at the camera now. It's just, yeah. we are also in on the psychic mermaid song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But even the song itself was like, okay, listen, it's like, well, here we all are. I'm sad, which is making you sad. And you're sad, which is making him sad. And it's his sad that's making her sad. And we're all fucking miserable. And we're all fucking miserable. Oh, but that's what oh, the really what cool. Is, what the, what the keep, she's keeps repeating is, we're all gloomy as hell. We're all gloomy as hell. 100%. Which is the title of this episode. But she's also walking through the family being frozen in their apartment and like gesturing at them being like, look at this sad bitch. Look at this sad guy. I'm sad. You're sad. They're so sad. Like it's so much visual fun also. Yeah. Well, that's what I think is great. Like it is a musical, but not only do the songs, what I appreciated with the music style was that their songs don't sound the same. Every song is remarkably different. Yes. But also, each time it's told is remarkably different. Like the ones in the nightclub are nightclub is what you would expect. But the They're ones outside song. of the nightclub, and like, then later we're gonna get a punk song, and it's punk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get back to that one because that is an amazing moment as well. Oh, we're yes, we are gonna talk about that, but we have things to talk about semi in order first. Yeah, so she's getting miserable, and one of the things I like, they said, the filmmakers, they said one of the things, the other thing they all had in common was that all three of them had been taught to smoke by a drag queen. Really? And that's why that scene is in there. That's so precious. Uh-huh. So, Aww. yeah, there's a scene where Golden is being, uh, sorry, Silver is being tossed to smoke by this drag queen. And the drag queen's like, so you want pussy? And we don't necessarily know that that's going to be followed up on later. That's some excellent Chekhov's pussy there, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's, it's putting that idea in her head that's like, well, you know, you, I know you like this boy, but he's never, it's the subject is he's never going to love you. Oh, yeah, that's fish, so sad. You want pussy? I'm a drag queen. I know how to do this. Implied. <laughs> implied. And But, you know, if you do it, you'll lose your voice. So now we know some of these mermaid legends are also true. You know, you can give up your tail, but you lose your voice. But, you know, life lessons from, uh, from drag, drag queens for mermaids brings us back to Ursula being based off divine. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, I didn't even think of that. And that, that, <laughs> that performer was pretty much Ursula. 
Uh-huh. That's the one who taught her how to smoke. You know, you uh-huh. smoke like this. You smoke you like smoke this. Like this. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Uh huh. It's a wonderful little moment that when I first saw the movie, I said, "Why is this here?" Now I said, "Okay, I get it. It's a reminiscent about your youth, which I appreciate." But now I see the bigger picture of it, and I I love it. I love oh, so much of this movie. It's so well told. Oh, agreed, agreed. I have so much love for how heightened and strange it is. And the thing is, aside from being homesick, Golden's getting hungry. Oh, yeah, she gets hungry, and then she's like, you know what? I'm going to go get some strange. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get mine. Uh-huh, and this was another thing I loved, too, and this is one of the one of the things this, the, the sound guy was saying. Initially, they told us – they tried to tell the story – entirely with sound they wrote a script that was whole sound uh, just sound they put it together and see did we tell the story with just sound Ooh, what a challenge yeah and so we have this, dialogue now so how do we get to that but this is one of the scenes that really struck me was like when she comes up to this guy in the bar she has to sneak out because we're learning that these girls are pretty much captive they, they're sure that the stars they're bringing in the money they're not seeing any of it they're they don't not get to go anywhere money. we're just going back to like basic exploitation of young women yes yes and she sneaks out. She goes up to this guy at the bar, and he's looking at her. She looks at him, and just for a split second, you can see, like, someone's about to say something, and you just hear this, <laughs> like, oh, my God, was that her stomach? Oh, I miss that. Did her stomach just grumble? Because immediately after she does this thing, you also learn that their powers of mind control are very, very strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It does not take much. They don't have to sing a song. All she does is like there's a little kind of quick like half second push in on her face and there's a little and she, and well, she gives him this like I am definitely gonna fuck you look and he's significantly older they they chose someone visually had like grooves in his face yeah but it literally just took and he was hurt oh yeah and then he's like cool where are we going what are we uh-huh. doing and that's all it took she didn't have to say anything she didn't have to do anything and I'm like these girls are powerful and you get to see that again she gets nailed coming in by the by the I mean, the drummer. Yes, like, you yes, can't yes. Go out, You can't go out. And she's like, well, you, she's like, well, you know, I just wanted to go. And she's like, but you have to understand, I love you so much. I want to protect you. And she oh, does it again. She, she I goes, love you. Oh. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, she, but, but before that, she went to, <laughs> she gave him a little, yeah. I love you too. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> and you're going to believe that forever because she, she did it with a little mermaid power. Oh, hold it is his most dear secret. Like, that's almost a kind thing to do, right? Uh-huh. Even if it's a lie, yeah, but even if it's protecting herself, she's like, uh-huh, right. I can, you're going to let me do whatever I want. And she skips out of the club in that glorious short skirt. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. so she eats the shit out of this guy. Eats the, well, eats the heart. I think uh, she, she rips his throat open, eats yeah, they, the heart. But then I guess eating the heart puts them in furl mermaid mode. So I loved watching the physics of her army crawl into the water. Yes. Covered in blood. Because what you have to understand is these tails are enormous. It's They're like, like 12 feet long attached to the, the tops of these like little teenage women. Yeah. Yeah. So they're enormous. And they didn't use CGI for these except for like some of the transformation stuff. So these girls were said that were trapped in these 90 pound tails. Oh, wow. You could tell. You could tell the physics that they were heavy. They didn't look like a light foam prosthetic. No. And for the most part, they, had to, they would have to be carried around the set when they had them on except for this scene. After this girl kills the guy in the car, she's ripped out his heart. It's in her mouth. (laughs) And she's trying to flop her way to the river. And she's like, I had to do that in my 90-pound tail. And you could see every bit of effort 
You know what that reminded me of? Uh, you know the end of The Loved Ones when Lola yes. has broken her wrist and she is army crawling down the road across the, the frame? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It brought me there for a second, where I was like, you are determined to get where you're going. Uh-huh. She's like, I got to get in this water. I gotta, I, I'm got. i not eating this on land. I got to go on this. I got to eat this. No, I, I went and got a heart. I got it all by myself. I'm going to eat it where I'm happy. Thank you. And meanwhile, Silver is falling more and more in love with this bass player, who is like every douche every had a crush on in high school. Musician. Oh, yeah, the boy with the floppy hair who uh-huh. is artistic. And wow, he really understands your feelings sometimes. But he doesn't. He's just like, doesn't care about her at all. He, oh, he's such a douchebag. He tells her point blank, you know, to me, you will always be an animal. I will never love you. And she's just like, I'm sure I can fix that with my no. pretty song. No, you know what she said? Do you know what her response to that was? Because I wrote it down. It was the oh, three words that every guy wants to hear. Oh, no. Put it in. No, yeah, that is what she said. Because she, 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 she was sitting on the side of the tub <laughs> trying to seduce him. And she's just like, no, you're never going to be anything to me but a fish. And she looks amazing, and her tits are out, and her tail is out. And, and then she takes one of her scales off and gives it to him, which is like, if you look at any kind of nah, fairy tale, ah, ah, ah. she takes one of her scales, dips it in her vagina. <laughs> Sorry, dipped in the vagina. So she's now like probably magically beholden to him in some kind of way. She gave a part of herself to this douchebag. And what she tells him is now you will be like the only bass player in Poland with four arms. Yes. Which I guess is basically saying he's going to be the best fucking bass player he's, in the world now. Been blessed. Been yeah. blessed by the, the siren song. Uh-huh. And they have a lovely love song. It is a lovely love song. And it, this is a very music video. You know, they're yeah. both underwater and it's gorgeous. And you know everything he's saying is a lie. Because he's a teenage musician douchebag. Uh-huh. 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 You can tell from the floppy hair. It's a bad idea. Uh-huh. He's like a Tommy a Tommy Ross wannabe. He wants to be William Cat and Carrie, but he's just not. Oh, no. Yes. Even William, he, even he was a douche, but he had more charisma than this guy. Yeah, this guy is like... He's pretty, but he doesn't have that, like, front man, like, no, arm the- to him. It's just like, well, I guess you're pretty. This is the literally the first man you saw when you surfaced, so I guess you think that's the yeah. best Yeah, I'm do. really cool. I play backup for my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so this is what, this is what I really woke up, because now you get their punk song, Abracadabra. like wow this is when they really changed musical styles and the look and the choreography what i love about the choreography it's like awesome but it's a little off yeah because it's not quite punk it's like what we think punk looks like 
But I also But I it totally works. It totally works. Sequence. Very little of the choreography looks like they went out and hired dancer dancers because it shouldn't be polished. Nightclub is kind of seedy. Mermaids are kind of seedy monsters, like it fits the tone of the film. Yeah. But this one, this song whips the audience up into a blind frenzy. Which is amazing. Uh, yes. You get people fucking on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah. And then um, this this is the one where they're both dressed up in the like the flotsam and jetsam. Yeah. Uh, uh, they have these amazing 80s uh, shoulder pads, black sequin like suit mini dresses. Severe eye makeup. <laughs> With severe eye makeup going going across the front like like um, uh, who's who's Daryl Hannah on Blade Runner? Her, yeah, her. Her, looks like that. I was going to say, very adamant. Yeah, no, that too. Um, And they do this really cool technique where they they must have been lip-syncing it at double speed because they have the sirens singing and then everyone around them is in slow-mo reacting to how amazing this song is. Yeah, and so, and when I say blind frenzy, it's literally a blind frenzy because the last stanza of the song totally changes tone. Yeah. Yeah, and now does. they're like, "This is what we're really thinking." They're like, "You promised us the world, and this is all we've got." And God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, God, this sucks. Being trapped here in this nightclub is not what I wanted out of land. But Thank nobody you. notices. They're stars. They're superstars. There's superstars and there's some like entertainment booking agent there who wants to talk to them. Like it's all the trappings of success. But there's two other people that have now been attracted that are very, very important. Yes. One, there's been this guy, from their very first performance, there's been this man with very strange and severe facial scars who keeps popping up. Seems to be nodding knowingly. Yes. And the other one is a cop, a lady cop. Oh, sexy lady cop. Sexy lady cop who's on to the fact that some shit has gone down and they're responsible and they're mermaids. Because apparently in this world, that's a thing. Like nobody bats an eyelash. But whatever. This is something we know about that doesn't happen all the time, but we know. We know. Just, like, we're going to go back to, we're going we're gonna to come back to Lady Cop, but yeah. yeah, this turns out there's another mermaid in town or merman. Merman, merperson. Yeah, Triton. Triton. Mm-hmm. And he has a little tattoo of a Triton on his neck, which is why I remembered his name. Yep. And yeah, the scars on his face is because he used to have horns. And he took off one of them himself. And was it a... Crap, I don't remember. It was a fisherman who took off his other horn. So he's these like gnarly scars on his, uh, he's mostly shaved head with this little wispy mohawk in the middle. But the scars are enormous. They don't just stay on his scalp. They drip down the rest of his face. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course he's in a band. Of course he's in a band. Because he's a mer person. He's a mer person. And we have to do music because we're singing mer people. But what's interesting here is now we kind of leave the little mermaid thing behind because now we get something for, for Golden. Yes. Because this is her, though. She's like, I can maybe function in this world. If he's functioning in this world, I can be like them. I don't I need her. I can be like them. I can find I don't need these I other people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm he you. asks her to sing in his band. Yeah, yeah. And that's when she considers, oh, I could do that. And this guy survives here, and he has his own band, and I kind of like his aesthetic. This might work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's getting lured yeah. one way. The other one's getting lured the other way. It's cool. It's really cool. And meanwhile, like I said, the, the body has been discovered of uh, the guy that, that she ate. And I love the police report. They're like, well, his, his blood has been removed as well as his heart. And there are human footprints and something slithery and reptilian. <laughs> something reptilian. And you can kind of see the look flash across Golden's face during the news report. And she's like, oh. Mm. Yeah, because the other sister, the, the, the sister-in-law of Silver, the, it, it, I know it gets hard. 
The one, one named knows, Silver who is knows. in love with the teenager. She knows. Like when when Golden came home that night, she was like, <laughs> "You've been out, eat much?" And she was like, "Oh, it's a cow." I yeah, I ate a cow. Where'd you find a cow, girl? A cow in Warsaw. Sure, why not? Yeah, okay, sure you did. Well, maybe his name was a cow. It's Poland. Hello, I am a cow. Oh, rough, rough. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. So after this whole crazy song with the abracadabra, uh, um, I'm trying to remember exactly how this went down. I see. I didn't take it. I think that I was so transfixed by the music. I just watched. I know. I know. I get get the same way. I get mixed up on the order of things. When we're doing the news report is when we get the dance from the drummer, which I loved. I love dance because he requested a song to be played on the television. And then while it plays, I guess we like go into his mind and he's like wearing a schlubby robe and he does this like seduction dance of love for his aging wife. And it's so awkward and I loved it. What I got from that was that was his song. Like he was something back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. And now he's he's just playing in this shitty club. And now he's a schlubby guy playing in a shitty club. But the dance, though it was awkward, was so sincere. Yeah, remember when I was this? Like, I remember when you loved me for me. Can you see that in me still? Like, it was great. Yeah, because like like I said, they're a family. There's not a lot of love in this family. No, this is a sad family. Like, mom's blowing people in the bathroom. He's fucking anybody who wants the other. The son is just aloof. Who cares? Nobody really. It's not 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 the model family. No. But yeah, it was a nice moment. And then this thing comes on and the cop shows up, corners Golden in an alley and is like, look, I know what you are. I know what you are. I know you ate that guy by that car, by the water. And yet she was so prepared for this, was never prepared that Golden was going to be like, oh, all right, you're probably right. Hold on a second. La, 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 la. I'm just going to start singing. I'm going to sing you a song. I'm going to do hopscotch. And we're going to play this adorable little cat and mouse game about the, I know you know things, but I'm so cute. Look at me. Uh Uh-huh. So, of course, the cop is instantly in love with her because that's what they do. Because that's what they do. And, and this is it, a great, great music video scene because they're having this, like, erotic scene. Meanwhile, it's like there's a black and white movie of them being played behind them. So it's really It great. was bizarre and meta and fun, but, like, the cop already had her, like, sex, sexy outfit on where it's fishnet and vinyl and layers and stuff. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this mermaid. Yeah, I'm going to take you to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, no. And we're going to watch Paris burn. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, honey, no, this ain't going to end well for anybody. I can't tell. Did she kill the cop or not? I don't think she did because during the whole sexy, sexy movie behind us thing, the cop had a gun yeah. up to Golden's head. So you can see Golden think about biting her neck and then the cop's like, oh, ah, gun. Golden's singing with her teeth out the whole time. Yes. She's yes. got her fucking mermaid fangs out the whole time. <laughs> but I feel like the cop sought her out not to, not to get her in trouble, but I think she already had this like mermaid fetish because she was excited about this. She wasn't hesitant at all. And I don't know if that was just the effect of the sirens song i feel like maybe the cop was like i know you ate that guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know what yeah. you are i'm interested hello yeah yeah i think i think i like that ending better all right cool or, so that, we'll or, go, or, or at least that like now she's under i've taken care of her she's under my sway yeah whatever I mean, that's that's genuinely what i thought but you know who's to say mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did, did nursing. Oh gosh. Oh, and, that was so weird. Yeah, there's a scene like where 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 the drummer and the mom are having sex, but she's actually fantasizing about nursing the two mermaids and she's got a tail and it's all glitter and sequins. And it's all glitter and sequins and it looks like the opening sequence uh, when she was singing where it's like all these baby blue colors and everything's shot very well and highly stylized. It's, it was odd. And she, but she throws him out. She's like, she's like, get off me. Why do you smell like fish? Oh yeah, why do you smell like fish? And he's like, I ate fish earlier. And she was like, with your fingers? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, no, everything's bad here. Everything is bad. Everything's bad. Just like they say, everybody's fucking gloomy, everybody's miserable, and the longer these girls stay, the worse it gets for everyone. Yes. Is that when we meet the redhead? The redhead. The redhead, the human. Is that when we start to meet the redhead, or is that not until a little bit later? What redhead? The one that, that marries the teenager. Oh no, she comes later. Later, all she right. Comes much later. Oh, cause now it's, 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 it's things are going on, and and what happened next? I watched well, it yesterday. He just, I, well, I mean, Golden decides. I mean, Silver decides. That oh, she's oh, going to make the big missing. jump. She's gonna make the big transition. She wants to have legs. She wants to have a pussy. I love this sequence so much. She's gonna give up her voice. She's gonna give up her power. No, she's gonna hold give- on. She didn't think she was gonna lose her voice. She was talking to Golden about it, and Golden was like, "You won't be able to sing if you get legs." And she was like, "That's a rumor, you moron." And uh-huh. I loved that. And and this is a strange detail for me to uh, zoom in on, but I love that even within the mermaid world, there's such a thing as rumors and ideas. I think then in a lot of fairy tale tellings, you end up with a, this is the lore and everyone accepts it as fact. So I love that between the two magic mermaid sisters, it's, you know, you're going to lose your voice. And she's like, no, that's an old wives tale, you idiot. Yeah. And she also dismisses the fact that the thing that Triton warns them, you know, she falls in love with a man. And he marries somebody else. She's gonna be sea to sea foam before sea the sun foam. rises. Yes, sea foam by morning. Yeah. and then it's and like, this- oh, fairy tale rules do apply, and yeah. we do know about that here. She dismisses that too. Yeah, says that superstition. Superstition. So we've now we've gone now fully into the Hans Christian Andersen world because that yes. was the story. Like she yes. was gonna get legs. She was gonna lose her voice. Every step would be like walking on knives. And if he marries somebody else. She's going to turn to seafoam. That would never happen because would, this teenage musician loves her. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so she finds a doctor. They find a doctor to do it. Oh, and they set up all their bribes and stuff on the table, and he goes, it's not my birthday. What do you want? Well, <laughs> oh, the mermaid surgery. No problem. No problem. And I love that when they're prepping her for surgery and her tail is out and you can see it, she's on a bed of ice. And all I could think of was, Fish on shaved ice at the fish market. Uh-huh. She's on oh. ice, which I, I took as there's no anesthetic. They're both awake because there's a girl who's getting the tail, which we okay, don't go into at all. Girl, the girl getting the tail, no, I disagree. I think she was already dead because she starts out cut in half, and we only see her move her pretty little face during a much more music video sequence. I think the girl on the left was already dead, and I will fight okay. you on this. All right. That's fine. I'll, I'll accept that. Although she, uh, previous to this, Silver had been trying to sell her tail on the black market. Oh, she was trying to give it to that guy in the bar. She was yeah. like, I'm going to have a pussy. Do you want my tail? 
<laughs> yeah, and he's like, ew. He was like, no. <laughs> no, no, girl, no. But she gets it done, and it's a wonderful scene and awful at the same time because she's scene singing. Is so good, and she's singing while they're like sewing the dead person's legs on, and it's no. great. The thing she's singing is they're cutting into her. Oh, all that. And then all of that. a sudden, she just can't. Like this, the voice just stops, <laughs> like mid phrase. Yeah. Does lose her voice. You're right. You're right. I had my, of course, that's exactly what the timing is. I just, I was so taken in by the visuals. I, I know. Well, that's the thing. It is so absorbing. I'm like, that's so fucking awful that she's it's awake for this. So and she's awful. like, I'm singing a song to my sister that I'm okay. And everything's going to be great. And he's going to love me for <laughs> awful. Oh, it was awful, but it was gorgeous. And I loved watching it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So then we, we wake up the next morning and she has a little wheelchair and she's doing her walking therapy. She oh has my a gosh. treadmill in her home. Her walking on that treadmill was the most heartbreaking thing in the entire world. And then, oh my God, so the, the boyfriend comes in and she's like, look, I'm getting better. Isn't this great? Don't you love me? And the boyfriend's like, you got a pussy. We're going to fuck. Uh-huh. And my favorite, when she lifts up her dress, you can see that the girl she got the legs from had a tan. Yeah. yeah. So it's tan, 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 jagged stitch marks, not tan. Yeah. 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 So they start to bone, which clearly she's not ready for. She is not ready I mean, to these bone. are still open wounds. And the guy gets some blood on him. And he's like, oh, ew, blood, which is like such a teenage boy reaction. Uh -huh. And it's not even like girl blood. It's not even period blood. It's like, no, I it's pressured like, my girlfriend who just got a new pussy into fucking while she was healing. Of course there's blood on you. You got blood on my shirt from your stomach. Ew, gross. Ew. And then the, the love affair is over for him at that point. He immediately finds that redhead. What a piece of shit he is. Uh-huh. This girl is crippled in your house. You see her every day. She did this for you. And he's like, whatever. He's like, whatever. That's gross. Mm. Uh-huh. I got a recording contract now because I'm really popular because yeah, I got a ma I got a magical guitar pick, which he gives to that other girl the first time he meets her. <laughs> oh man, all the young people making all the poor decisions in this movie. And then I love, I love that the woman that he meets is a visual reference to Ariel. She has this vintage yes. hairstyle, but it's swooped in front to be the big red soft bangs. And she has a heavy black eyeliner giving her the Disney face. Yes. And it's like, Oh, this is the image of girlhood we are sold. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and next thing you know, they're getting married. And then they're getting married. And at their wedding, they are singing the song about I'm sad, you're sad, we're all gloomy. Yeah, yeah. I love that too because, uh, and actually the, those two women that were playing at the, that were playing the music are the songwriters. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, are the songwriters. And the thing is like everyone at the wedding is singing along so you're seeing like the mother and we, we didn't go into her, uh, the woman, the other performer. Yeah. At the bar who sang the banana song. <laughs> the banana song. And does she also sing the poison song? Is that she right? sure does. We didn't get into that one at all. Oh, either, but that's okay. We have to have some. Song. That's a yeah. weird sequence too. That, yeah. Terrifying, but weird sequence. I loved it. Uh, but they, just to see them sitting on the side of the wedding smoking saying, we're so sad, and you're so sad, and he's so sad. And so everyone's singing along with this sad song at a wedding, but it's, but it's, it's not like sad. everyone knows the song because it's a hit now. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's not lure. a group number, it's a hit now. And everyone's like, don't we all love this song about how uh -huh. sad we are? Uh-huh, the, the girls, well, yeah, we made it popular. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. And, and 
Silver keeps telling Golden, you need to eat him. You need to eat him. You need you to need eat him. Your love was obvious. Him. You have to eat him or you will die. Oh, we skipped the whole underground punk show, too. Damn, I am just taking this right off the tracks. Yeah, that's, no, it's okay because there's a lot to go on here. Well, yeah, well, because the thing is that happened with the brunette. Golden and Triton. Golden, yeah. Cause, it's cause, very confusing. Cause, oh, I'm confused. Yeah, so do you want to derail and talk about that, or do you want to finish just, talking about well, the wedding? It's just because her, or she, she had a dead end, too. Because, you know, she went and performed with him, and he was like, yeah, you need a lot of work. Oh, but okay, so and there's that other girl who just like wouldn't let her sing, and she's like maybe. So just, yeah, we we open the punk show, all. and Triton like, is, is there, and we're like, cool, Golden is gonna get her chance to sing, and we're gonna be like, one of these people can use their power, but it turns out she's not as good as singing without her sister. Right. Good at singing without her sister. Right. And she even brought that up before her sister lost her voice. She said, "We have to sing together." Yes. So it's already been established as a plot point. So when she sings alone, she has to fight this other female singer for the microphone. It's not very. Good good and when they get off the stage triton's like you were so you were so you need a lot of work like you think yeah. he's building up to a small compliment and then it is not it is yeah. hope's dash this does not work solo yeah so she's nothing without her and the other thing now that she's lost her voice is they're getting kicked out of the club because the act only wants um or the club only wants double acts that's only and that's what's popular well we can we can just use golden, golden. as a golden. solo act she's like i only sing with my sister i'm sorry I only sing with my sister. My sister can't sing. Then she wheels her out in the wheelchair because of her busted new legs. Uh-huh. Oh. It's awful. And yeah, and this, I was, this, I watched it again last night and I was in tears. This is the first time it really, it really got me. It's so, I mean, you know what's coming because it's the Little Mermaid, the real story. The Mermaid this is how it ended. Like, the Little Mermaid dies in the actual story. But, so we, we do the wedding and, and then Golden is over and over to Silver just going, you need to eat him. You before need sunrise, to eat, before you need the sun comes before up. Sunrise. And you can tell like we're, we're slowly moving into dawn and Silver goes to hug this stupid teenage boy and her fangs come out and it yeah. gives you this moment of hope. Yes, please eat him. Please destroy all shitty teenage boys for all of us. Rip his throat out yeah. and, and eat his heart and, and be done with it. And then go back in the ocean with your sister and go to America. You can do it. Yeah. No. But then you see her mood change, and she loves him so much. She just moves her head to the side, and her fangs go away. And she puts her head on his chest, yeah. Turnaround shot, then it turns into foam, and then he's mad that he's covered in foam. because he's Just like with the blood. Like, you know what he was thinking was, ew. Ew. He's like, <laughs> Not ew, where did she go? Foam. What happened? Is she dead? Is she okay? No. Ew. That's what he was thinking. Oh, what a jackass. Uh-huh. But fortunately, fortunately, Golden. Golden is on hand, and she's like, you killed my sister, you son of a bitch. And she rips his throat out. Yay. 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 And she goes off and oh, swims off in the river alone. Swims off in the river, and the movie ends. And- Except it doesn't, because this time I realized the closing credits song is still the movie. Oh, I didn't listen to all the closing. Oh, yeah. I had to, oh, my gosh. It's heartbreaking. It's all like, I'll be warmer down here than I ever was with you. Oh, sad. Among the car parts and the dead fish and the litter. It's still warmer than I ever was with any of you. Oh, Don't God. pretend you're sorry. Don't pretend you're hurt. Don't pretend you'll miss me. I was, I'm, a, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I love this movie. I want to interject and say that in the fairy tale, uh, when the Little Mermaid turns into sea foam, she talks to the other air spirits, and she's told that after 500 years of good deeds, she might get a human soul. Yeah. The, the, the tiniest, 
tiniest possibility of a happy ending eventually. Yeah, they talk about that in the documentary. They said, "Oh, they do." Yeah, they said that like because they they said it's a huge point that the the mermaid in the stories journey is that uh, that he, being human was more than being a mermaid because mermaid people have souls. So she had to do all this stuff to get a soul to become better than she was. Where here it was clearly a step down. Oh, that's such a sad she's get, telling she's, of that. Yeah, she's getting rid. Like this is all a story about gods and monsters, and she's giving up her god part. And in the um, in the fairy with tale, with his, the mermaid sisters sell their hair to get a magic knife from the sea witch. So we we still come back around to sisters trying to help with the murder. Yeah, yeah. Murder sisters. Murder sisters. Yes, love Death it. Sisters. No, I. It, yeah. So it's yeah. So it's it's a totally tragic story. And just heartbreaking because you know you just you you just wanted to rip his stupid just throat out. Eat him. He's a teenage musician. We won't miss him. Just eat him. No, and your that bride will thank you someday. Someday she will. Someday soon, hopefully. She'll be like, oh my god, what was I doing? What was I doing? I'm marrying a musician. She was probably Lived enchanted. With his mom. Oh. She was probably enchanted by the magic pussy guitar pick. <laughs> Probably enchanted by the magic pussy guitar pick. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's wonderful, dark, 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 dark stuff. And not specifically horror. There are, I mean, I think the first time I watched it, I was waiting for the horror to start. And the elements yeah, are there, but that's not... a little more gore. I, I mean, it, no lie, I was... I like gore. I was hoping for a little more gore. I like yeah. blood and singing, so fingers were crossed. Um, but I can't say I was disappointed. The movie took me on a more of an emotional journey instead of giving me more blood, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, and I think it's a fantastic choice for women in horror month. You know, it's written by women. The music, it's about women. It's like the men, the men in this are useless. All of oh, them. in the first 10 minutes, I was, I was so afraid that you sent me this. I was like, tits, strip club, what did you tell me to watch? Uh, and I was, I was so wrong. I was so happy with how everything turned around. What I think is wonderful too is that, yeah, it's a, it's a strip club, but, and the girls are naked almost all the time. After a while, you don't even notice, and it never feels sexual. I never felt like these actresses were being exploited. Right. It was like, well, they're so comfortable in their own skins. They were and, so comfortable. Yeah. And there, I realized at a certain point, I'm like, this girl, uh, the, the, the homesick song, I'm like, she was naked that whole song, and I oh, didn't yeah. notice. Yeah. You just that's don't not notice. The point. It's, it wasn't shot in an exploitative way, and I felt like they were very comfortable the entire time. It was, this is mermaids. I don't wear a shirt. Fuck Yeah, it. they said they worked with those girls for almost a year before they started shooting. Oh, I bet they did. Yeah, with, like, with getting comfortable with that and, like, how to move. Like, yeah. how do you move with legs when you're not used to having a tail? Like, are you, they were aping human movements rather than actually but you can totally tell in the finished product of the film. And I don't know if this is just because I'm one of those people who took acting classes where I rolled on the floor and pretended I was different animals. But I swear I'm to kelp. God, I was never kelp. I might have been a goat in my final. I feel the snow. I feel the cold. I feel the air. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, you know, I, I melted. Uh, no, I, I really think you notice the difference. I really do, and especially in something that, I don't know if it qualifies as body horror, but it is foreign movement for these girls. Her, walk, her try to walk on her own legs that I assume the actresses had for some time, mm. like they were foreign, it was effective. Yeah. It was obvious she was struggling, and it, the struggling was secondary to the love on her face. It only yeah. served the movie. It was so effective. Yeah, 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 because that's what, that, that scene too, I said that she was on the treadmill, 
and she's just struggling so hard with it. Her face is so lit up. She's so fucking happy. She's so fucking she's happy because legs. now she can be with her man because she has legs and she has a pussy. Yeah, and it's awful. It's just awful. And it's just, it, it, it made me want to have a sister like that. Yeah, that I had that kind of a relationship. <laughs> huh? what? Yeah. Makes me want to murder the men. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, because all the men in this were just absolutely awful. Uh, Either all, all of them were exploitive in some way or just, ugh. outside of our cigarette smoking drag queen who we're going to put in a different gender bin for now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to think of a man I don't hate. Maybe some of the kitchen people we walk by in the opening scene. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't have much time with them, so we don't know. But no, see, that, 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 that's Shoes Clark that did the backflips. He was fine. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I don't know. I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, so that's the lure. Uh, see, now I'm sad. Look what you did to me. I know. I, I, this is how I was. I finished it last night and just was like staring at the screen going, this movie is devastating. But it's I love devastating, it. But I love it. It's so strange. And there's... For a musical about mermaids who eat people, there's such honesty and truth in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I said, they're not monsters. I mean, it's that whole God's monsters thing. They are what they are. It's never them rising. We're going to take over the town. This is what we're really like. We tried to eat some people, and then those people welcomed us into their homes, and we there stayed is, there. There is that wonderful scene, which we did overlook, where the girls are demanding some freedom. Oh, yeah, where they're going, we know we're pulling in people. Where is the money? We, we never go volleyball. We never play volleyball. We never go roller skating. We never ride bicycles. It's such a childish thing to say. And then they go, well, you're children. You can't be trusted to have money or independence. Yeah, and as a result, they get punched in the face knocked out and then thrown into the water as if dead. Oh, yeah, they try to kill them. We didn't address that. They try to yeah. kill the young women who are causing them trouble because they want to get paid. Yeah. Uh, and then they come back and she, oh, my God, we didn't even talk about this. No, we didn't. No. But, Golden yeah. bites off the drummer's thumb. Yeah, she, he goes, he goes, I'm right, because he walks up to her and he's like, I'm really sorry for what we did to you. She's like, it's okay. I'm not mad. Crunch. But he walks away, like, knowing what he did. Like a dog you've bopped on the nose of the newspaper. He's like, well, I deserve that. Yeah, because you forgot what you're dealing with. We oh. could kill all of you in a heartbeat. You jumped up in the water, you fucking in idiots. a heartbeat. We are letting you do this to us. <laughs> okay? Uh, it's not the other way around. Okay? Yeah. We're bringing in the bucks, not you. Not and you. And we can murder all of you, and no one will ever catch us. Because yeah. that's what we do. We'll swim away. Uh-huh. We're going to America. We're going to swim to America, except not not this movie, girls. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, poor girls. Poor no, girls. Okay, this is Patrick from the Future. I'm inserting this at a later time just because since this is the podcast where horror gets gay, I need to talk about some of the gay stuff that happened. Yeah, we talked about that there is some lesbian action with Golden and the cop. Yes, but there is a little brief touch of man-on-man action if you look really closely, and it would be a heartbreak to let it go because I did think it was kind of amusing in its own right. There's a scene that we were just talking about where the, the, the family punches the girls in the face. They think they're dead. They throw them in the water as if they were dead and then walk away, and then you see the girls coming crawling out of the water. On the shore of the river, you see these two guys on bicycles pull off on the side of the road and start to kiss. Unfortunately... They're the mermaids get well brunch is what I'm trying to say. Like they, they, there's just a little instance of two men kissing, 
before they become mermaid lunch. And really, is there a gayer way to go? Is there a gayer way to go than to be eaten by a mermaid? I think I approve of that. Okay, and that's all I wanted to say. Now back to Maya and me in the past. There's so much in this movie to chew on, which I think is, no pun intended, Hey. There's a great heart in this movie for you to rip out and chew on. Yeah, there's a nice chunky heart for you to chew on. And yeah, it's not necessarily horror. It's got the elements, but it's all it's all there. And to a degree, it is. I mean, like when she turns to foam at the end, it is horrific for me. I'm oh, like the poor so fucking thing. And it's such a beautiful fucking shot too. It's a beautiful shot, and just the there's nothing but love and like serenity on her face. She's just like, okay, like you idiot. <laughs> no, don't do that. Eat him. Eat him. Eat him. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, so like it, it, it just tying it in with American Mary again. Like so much of this was about body modification and finding the true person within. Of course, this whole issue of you know her cutting off the entire lower part of her body to, for somebody else was awful. As opposed to in American Mary, everyone was doing it for themselves. Like we're, we're go watch American Mary now. Oh, oh, it's an opera, a beauty. No, I just the the cover always looked kind of hokey to me, and I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a secret. A secret. I'm, That's what I, I thought too. And actually, the sec- American Psycho, which as a Sarah Lawrence fan, of course I love American Psycho. Our sure, Sarah Lawrence alum. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I thought it was a straight to DVD sequel and I was like I'm not going to watch that. No, 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 no. It's 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 this rise to glory of this woman throwing off the shackles of society that imposed on her by men finding glory in this body modification community and making the grotesque beautiful. That sounds like me all over. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Of course, it's also tragic, but you know, cuz yeah. women can't have nice things. No, we really can't. No, you really can't. That's be destroyed by some man. That's the lesson of the lore. Women can't have nice things. No, no, because there's always some man who's going to flippantly destroy whatever little magical kingdom you've built up for yourself without even realizing what he did. Oh, yeah, so true. Bastards. Bastard. So Maya Murphy, what's yes. going on with you? Do you have any appearances coming up? Where can people find you? Uh, I can't announce what it is yet, but I think everyone should go look at the Brooklyn Theater Club website very soon. I'm about to play oh. someone who may die in a gory way in a musical. Oh, okay. Mary Poppins? Yes. How do you know? <laughs> the rights were so expensive after the recent movie, but I'm the one who dies in Mary Poppins. The, the nanny that she kills at the beginning. The nanny the that she kills at the beginning also... Um, Oh my goodness, I have to know what day it is. Is next Tuesday the 26th? I believe it is. This coming Tuesday, rather. I'm going to have my first appearance with the uh, live Tuesday night show with Nerd Caliber. We're going to talk about all kinds of nerdy news, so you should tune in and watch. That sounds fantastic. Excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. What, what are some of those shows you got going on? To like those, those, the, all those shows on Amazon, your superhero shows? And- oh, my goodness. Uh, my superhero show is on YouTube. It's, YouTube. it's called Nightwing Escalation. You can find it as nescalation.com, like Nesquik, so N-E-S-C-A-L, Nescalation. I believe, no, I can't talk about one of those other things because okay. we're still All right. Never mind. stuff out with the distributor so they gotta edit and then I can talk about it. Okay, you're so um, popular. I love that you're busy. So popular. Now being busy is great. Mm-hmm. Great. And thank you for taking out of a, t- uh, 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 a busy schedule to come swim in with me for a little while. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this yeah. movie and I like talking about it with you. Great. It was a great way to cap off Women in Horror Month. Yes. See, there are other things besides Catherine Bigelow, kids. For the longest time, all anybody talked about at Women in Horror Month was Catherine Bigelow's Near Dark and, and, and the Slumber Party Massacre. That was it. Oh, really? I feel like we have so many good options. Let's talk about The Descent. The Descent's an excellent Women in Horror movie. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's so much more now than no, there was when Women true. in Horror Month started, which is wonderful to hear. And just like people are doing some deep dives, no pun intended, like for this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, all right. No more bad puns for you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, don't be sorry. I'm, I'm fin. I'm fin. You were offended. You were offended at, at my cutting you off. No, no, not at all. Not at all. All right. Thank you, Maya Murphy. I have a wonderful everything. And I, I was going to make I, I a mermaid don't know either. I don't know either. I'm going to go be sad about mermaids dying. I know, me too. I'm going to go too. be sad now. Stay away from bass players. I'll do my best. <laughs> Cieplej mi będzie tu niż w twoich ramionach. Hi Patrick, this is Carly. Hi Carly. I'm call and time is on a woman in horror about. Yes it is. As a female horror fan, we have to put up with a lot of misogyny yep. in um, a lot of horror movies. Okay, it's, it's really nice to have a month where, you know, we can celebrate the women in horror and, you know, just celebrate them and, and you know, put the spotlight on them and, and... I agree. You know, and all their bloody goodness. <laughs> so I'm really excited about uh, your uh, review of American Mary. Um, I thought it was a really interesting film. Mm-hmm. Very unusual. Uh, like the special effects, the makeup, great. Um, some really interesting characters. Mm-hmm. I have not assumed about the Fosca twins, but I think they're doing a lot for women in horror. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and I just want to give a shout out to some of my favorite women in horror, some directors like Jennifer Kent, Catherine Kusama, Catherine Bigelow. Yes. Uh, women like that. And also, I know you are always... You know, talking about the classic screen queens, and I mean, you know, I think we need to talk about some of our newer screen queens, Chloe Grace Moritz. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Isabel, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Anya Taylor Joy, Taisa Farmiga. I wonder if those girls have three names, which is kind of funny, but I guess that's a, a trendy thing on there. That's funny. But, you know, these girls are, are coming up in horror, and, you know, um, they're getting to play in this modern day some characters that are, you know, they're not necessarily the damsel in distress. No, they're know? not. So, a lot of these girls are going to kick ass and um, even play the villain, which yeah. is so great to see. And um, I'm super excited about the logo project. Yes. I uh, can't wait to get it on a cheeseburger. And maybe a poster. Yes. And uh, and, spoiler. Um, I loved working with you on it. You were, you were great. And very easy to work with. And I just love your show, Patrick. Check it out. We want to hear more screen cleaning forever. Oh, love God. you. Bye-bye. No, no problem. No problem. I'll just do this show till I die and then beyond. I'll just do it forever. Not a problem, Carly. My apologies, Carly. This call was a little hard to make out. It was very muffled for some reason, but I got the gist of it. And 
I agree with everything. It's, I, what I've been excited about, something that I heard about, actually, they were talking about on Stacey Ponder's podcast that I mentioned earlier, The Gay Lords of Darkness. She had one of her guests on, and they were talking about how great it is that when Women in Horror Month first became a thing, everybody talked about the same things. Everybody was just like, we'll talk about Catherine Bigelow and the Slumber Party Massacre, and that was it. And now there's so much to choose from. There's so many wonderful women doing wonderful, exciting things. And there's so much to talk about and things that if you do some deep diving, you find some more and more. And there's just so many people getting the spotlight finally that deserve to. And some people who are stepping up and taking the reins who are doing a great job. Who, By the way, you mentioned Chloe Moritz, who, yeah, she was in Carrie and everything. She's the one person who I didn't here get any cred for her work in the Suspiria remake and I thought she was great in that and she took some risks that she wouldn't normally take in an American movie and if you haven't seen it you don't know what I'm talking about if you have seen it you probably do I was like oh my gosh you just totally did that and it was good for you I was fascinated that American actresses have to go overseas to do what she just did but whatever I guess it's just more of our uh misogyny here like we don't hire girls to do that you can't be an A-lister if you take your clothes off in a movie but whatever. But yeah, Women Horror Month. I've been enjoying it. It's been enjoying. Like I've been enjoying looking at some of the stuff that other people are talking about, which is fun too. And listening to other podcasts, I just find it very exciting. It's it's a nice new way to look at things and just to see how things have changed in a in a very small period of time. And also, I you mentioned the Saskatoon twins. I like I said on the show, I was kind of interested. in in them before I thought they were cool but after seeing the movie and doing more research about them they're fascinating and the work that they do is great like by the way hey if you haven't given blood this month and you can please give blood uh, do a hashtag you know Saska blood drive let them know that you're doing it for them and you're doing it for women in horror month and that's a really cool thing as well so thank you for calling in Carly the other thing that Carly mentioned and you might have heard she mentioned something about a logo yeah Carly and I have designed a new logo for the show. It will be appearing soon. And thank you for reminding me, Carly, because I ordered some merchandise and they're waiting for the art. I needed to talk to you about that. So I'm going to send you an email about that today. Anyway, that's administrative business that nobody cares about. So let's start working towards wrapping this puppy up because that is the end of the voicemail. Patrick, it's Robin from Jacksonville. Hi, Robin. I just wanted to say hello. Hello. And I didn't want to burden you or the screamers about all my medical issues, but yes, I am a busted-ass can of biscuits. Oh. Um, I do have um, a few pretty bad medical issues, Mm. and I've been going through them, um, honestly, for years since before Bella was born. Oh, my. Um, My surgery is for PCOS and also for endometriosis. So any ladies out there that are going through it, I understand you. I feel you. Believe me, I do. So hang in there. And there's tons of great, you know, groups out there um, for people that have lots of issues that just need to know that there's other people out there that are going through the same thing. Hmm. So that's what my surgery is for. Unfortunately, couldn't get the authorization through my stupid insurance Ah. enough time. So we rescheduled for February, and, yeah, the spectacular will take place then with my little Bella. So she is going to be calling you soon because she misses you and wants to talk to you, too. So I will stop rambling for now, and when I have my spectacular, I will give you a call back and let you know how that went. Love you. Bye, Patrick. Oh, Robin, honey, I'm so sorry to hear about your medical problems, but I am very happy that you reached out to other people who are going through the same thing. Uh, I am not familiar with the condition at all, but 
it sounds like it wouldn't affect me, if you know what I mean. But really, that's the smartest thing to do. The best thing to do is reach out, and this is a great place to do so. So, yeah, so if my lady listeners out there who are going through the same thing or know somebody who is, you know, find Carly on social media. Uh, rather, find Robin on social media and say hi. Reach out. I'm sorry you're feeling bad. I'm sorry your insurance company's a dick, but aren't they all? Aren't they all? Isn't that their job to be dicks? Yeah. And the spectacular can wait until you are feeling spectacular, whatever that may be. We will be here waiting for you, and I can see a certain other person has called in from your household, which means a certain other person from my household will probably be on the line as well. I can't imagine who I'm talking about, but I'm pretty sure Isabella knows, right? Because she's the one who called in. So let's listen to what she has to say. Okay, okay. Hello. It is me, the Isabella, from Jacksonville, Florida. I heard, I heard, Flint the Gargoyle told me to go poop on everybody in the audience. I sure did. That is not what happened in the Mary Poppins play, and that is what I'm talking about. And if you're wondering if you want me to do a British accent, I will gladly do so for the rest of this message. All right, so what sucks? When I looked at the beautiful Catless, I didn't see my other name. Which means the main characters. So, when I looked at it again about a week later, I noticed, oh, I am an ensemble. So, practicing and practicing for months, find out I'm a chimney sweep ensemble. I'm in stepping time, have to gladly take a broomstick for the chimney mm. and beautifully sweep. Mm. Dirty. And babysitter. Yes. It is a very interesting movie about this teenage boy named Holy Coley who basically has a babysitter still and she actually is doing this weird cult deal with the devil and as babysitters do lucky goodness it was amazing a bunch of action theory amazing stopping and yes she was killed at the end by Coley and spoiler comes the mother Want to speak? Hello again, Patrick. Hello, Robin. It and is yes, not Patrick. Play, we are doing that. It is called Crumbled Classics, about these group of teenagers. Their favorite teacher, I believe, is gone missing for a day. And so they decide from their literary class. And they make a play, but out of all the books, like about ten or five novels. And they screw it up and make a hilarious result. Alright, so we'll call you back once we see how it is for the auditioning. Bye! Isabella. Isabella. Yes, it is I. Flem. Flem the Gargoyle, ruler of the night. Demon of darkness. King of the underpants, of the underworld, of the world, underworld. You know what I meant, you know what I meant. Hush now, listen, 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 listen. You say that it wasn't in the script that you go and poop on the people in the Mary Poppins? Even Patrick will tell you, if it ain't in the script, you make it be in the script. You make it be all about you. You don't like the script, you change the script. The script is just a suggestion. Her name is Mary Poppins, for Pete's sakes. It is. It is. If you pronounce it the way I pronounce it, it is Mary Poopins. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what that was coming out of your mouth. Was that the British accent or were you having some kind of seizure or something? I don't know. It was very scary. I liked it. I liked it, Isabella. I liked it. It would be better if you were doing that when you were pooping on the podcast audience. <laughs> and this other thing you're talking about. Oh, the babysitter. The babysitter. Mr. Patrick reviewed that back in the Halloween marathon, I think. This year or maybe last year. I don't remember. I think he liked it. If he liked it, it was stupid. And if you liked it, that means you might be stupid, too. Or you're just trying to play nice with him so that he plays your cause on the show. Because he's a jerk like that. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Patrick. You can have the microphone back when I'm done. I'm talking to Miss Isabella right now. Miss Isabella ringing, which is what I call her. It's a funny joke. It's Isabella ringing. Take dog, we laugh, we laugh, we laugh. And then we poop on people. But I do, and she just tells me not to do it. But I do it anyway. Because I'm a rebel, and I'll never, never be any, any good. Okay, this other thing you're doing, the other thing you're auditioning for, it's about the people, and they're reading the books, and they turn the books into playlists. Like, reading is for jerks, okay? Reading is for people who are jerks and who smell weird, okay? And you are neither of those things, so you'd say, no, no, I'm not doing anything about books, because books are stupid. Isn't that right, Patrick? Uh, actually, no, reading, I think, is really cool, and, and, and books are a great way to shut up. Nobody was talking to you, but you just asked me a question. Flip. No, I didn't. Talking to Isabella. My time. Okay, Isabella. Listen, you are the coolest person on the face of the planet. Thank you so much for calling in. You know, next time, call me on my direct line. Don't be going through the stupid two-leg Patrick person. Blah, blah, blah. I have a podcast. Blah, blah. I'm so important. Blah, blah, blah. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. Don't be a jerk, Isabella. Okay? Be awesome like you are. Okay, bye. But before we leave, audience interaction completely i do want to address some of the emails that i got particularly those after i had my little breakdown which was not a little breakdown it was a big breakdown i do want to say thank you to michael from california and thank you to mike from toronto for your beautiful beautiful emails they were more of a personal level so i am not comfortable reading them here you don't want to hear them it'll make you uncomfortable it'll be weird but just know that they said beautiful things because they're beautiful people and it really helped at a time when i did need it however i did want to read this one for a couple of reasons and this one comes from travis and the thing is i'm particularly travis uh, i'm particularly excited to hear from travis because travis is from new zealand and as far as I know, he is my first New Zealand listener. And since I haven't done the Jingle Bells in a long time, I have to say yeah, it's a brand new country. Yay. Yay. Okay. It's not a brand new caller, but it's a brand new country. Okay. Just let me have my excitement. He said, hi, Patrick. You don't know me, but I'm a listener of your show from New Zealand. I used to listen to you back when you guested on Movies About Girls. Wow, that was a long time ago. Wow. As well as your reviews, I always enjoy your stories, especially those involving you pooping your pants. Thanks, Travis. Just want to thank you for what you do and that I will try to join in on your movie thingy you have soon. I'm old. I call it a movie thingy. Take care, Patrick. Now, Travis, I'm assuming when you say movie thingy that you're talking about one of the screenings that I do. And actually coming up this weekend, let me look at the calendar date to be specific. Uh, It will be probably on Saturday. No, it will be on Saturday the 2nd. Let's say at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be showing a screening of The Lure. And I know that's probably like in the middle of the night for you. So uh, maybe for you, Travis, if you send me a no travels, I'll schedule one for Friday night the first as well. So it'll be more like, I don't know, then you'll be watching it like 8 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. I don't know how your time works. Let's say it's tomorrow where you are, Travis, is what I'm trying to say. But I'm very happy that you wrote in. And again, Travis wrote in at a really good time. 
that I have to remember that, you know, I do important things on this show, like talk about pooping my pants and doing movie thingies. And he's a brand new country. Yay. Yay. I don't have jingle bells ready. I'm sorry, Travis. I failed you. I failed you as a podcast host. No, I haven't. This is awesome. You made my day. I told you that at the time, Travis. You made my day. And just reading your email right now made my day again. So yay for that. Now, while Women in Horror Month might be over here at Scream Queens, and it's rapidly coming to an end on the calendar, by all means, do not let that stop you. Do not let Women in Horror Month end just because it's the end of February. No, 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 no. There is a huge world of fabulous movies out there written by women, directed by women, starring women, produced by women. Do some digging. Find new things. Take some risks. There is great stuff out there, and you just waiting for you to find it. And hey, if you were interested in the lure, it's hard to find right now. It's not streaming anywhere that I could find. You can actually follow the link that's in the show notes because now Scream Queens is an official affiliate of the Apple iTunes store. So you can help out the show by renting or buying the video through there. Just click on that link and go right there and help out the show. That would be a fabulous thing to do. Nice, easy, squeezy pie. Because I know this might have been a little bit hard to follow and it might have no pun intended, whetted your interest, even though that's not really the same word, but it's wet and it's mermaid. Shut up. Anyway, go check out the lure. And if you're going to check out the lure, use my link, okay? Throw the show a couple pennies and discover some, some fabulous lady horror from Poland. So that, my beautiful, beautiful Screamers, is going to wrap up another episode of Scream Queens for this time. So what is coming up for the month of March? Well, I'll tell you. Since March is the month when St. Patrick's Day happens. And even though I hate St. Patrick's Day, I do appreciate the culture behind it. So, you know, it's the culture of my peoples and stuff. So I am dedicating March to be Irish Horror Movie Appreciation Month. So for the second episode of the month, episode 256, I guess it's going to be, we are going to have a visit from fellow Irish Catholic, former guest host of the show, that crazy red-headed comedian, Erin McGuire, you remember her from the Don't Go to Sleep episode that happened during the Potathon. She's going to be here, and we're going to be talking about that sci-fi monster movie, Grabbers, which should be tons and tons of fun because it's every Irish stereotype forced into one movie, but they're all true. And I hope she sees it too. Anyway, we're going to have a great time with that. But what are we doing for episode 255? Well, that's up to you. Because much like this month, uh, Women in Horror Month, where we wind up picking American Mary, I'm leaving that choice up to you. You have a choice of four Irish horror movies to choose from. You can choose Dementia 13, Rawhead Rex, At the Devil's Doorway, or A Dark Song. One of those four will be the topic of episode 255. But that's up to you. So get your... Votes into me, however you can get them. You have until, let's say, Thursday to do so, Thursday the 28th. I think that's fair. And let's, 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 let's pick a movie, is what I'm going to say. But Patrick, how do we get in contact with you? Well, if you want to get in contact with me, like Carly and Robin and Isabella, you can pick up your phone and give me a call at 917-720-2047. Or if you want to be like our little... New Zealand friend, you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook. You do a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You can join the group there. Or you could find me on Twitter by doing uh, uh, at Scream Queens. 
and I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. Wow, I'm out of practice doing this. My goodness gracious. And of course, if you are a super fan, you can come join us over at Patreon, where you're going to get bonus episodes every month and brand new material is going to be coming out very soon featuring Maya Murphy. That that uh, Friday the 13th the series series is going to be starting somewhat soon. I got to get my shit together on in life a little bit more before I dive into that. So it's going to be a little later than I would have thought, but hopefully by May that will be happening. And also, you may have noticed that this episode sounds a little differently. Yeah, because I've got new recording software. I'm still fine-tuning it and learning it, but I've got this fancy new Hindenburg Journalist Pro recording software, which is why my dulcet tones are just that much more soothing today. Sure, they need a little tweaking, but we'll figure that out as we go. And that is thanks to my supporters over at Patreon. It is thanks to them supporting the show that I'm able to buy this new software and make this show sound even better. So thank you to everybody over there. And remember, it is Women in Horror Month. Enjoy the rest of it. Give blood if you can. Hashtag it. You know, blood drive, Saska twins, Women in Horror Month, all that stuff. Let people know why you're giving blood. And that's really cool. And until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers continue to make the world a slightly less creepy place. Or more fabulously creepy place. Let's go with that. Let's make the world a more fabulously creepy place. And never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! Ha, 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 ha.